Hey there, friends. Jay Stephen Willard here. Uh, practicing a little bit of self-care tonight. And I will tell you up front that that self-care involves <laughs> uh, Jack Daniels and frosted brown sugar Pop-Tarts. And the Pop-Tarts were a craving that may have been or could be attributed to another act of self-care, which I can't admit to on tape because I live in South Carolina. Uh, I'm excited about this episode this week because I'm interviewing, not really interviewing, I'm just chatting with my friend Frank DeCaro. Frank uh, was the film critic on The Daily Show uh, pre-John Stewart, Craig Kilborn era, and he would just do these hilarious uh, film reviews. And then from there, he hosted his own talk show on SiriusXM for many years when they had a uh, LGBT channel called uh, OutQ. And I was privileged enough to be on that show many, many times and uh, in studio several times. Frank also has three great books. Uh, His first book is a memoir called uh, Boy Named Phyllis. Hilarious. And then he wrote a book called The Dead Celebrity Cookbook which is a fun, kitschy little cookbook. I've never made any of the recipes in that book, however. And then his most recent book is called Drag, and it is the definitive book on drag. Anything you want to know uh, can be found in that book. Now, Frank is hilarious. He, you could just let him go. And there are many times I like forgot that I was supposed to be talking in it because I'm laughing so much. And some people have pointed out that, yes, I do have a very loud and obnoxious laugh. I think it's cute and endearing. Anyway, you will hear that laugh many times over the course of this hour. Uh, Frank can make me laugh till I pee myself. I did not pee myself, however, on, in the recording of this episode, I must say. But I think you will really enjoy it. Uh, follow Frank on Instagram, at Frank DeCaro Show. And I believe that's also his Twitter handle. He's hilarious. He puts together great uh, photo collages that are funny and smart. And he posts lots of uh, shirtless pics of hot guys, especially vintage pics. I think you'll really like this talk. See you next time. All right. Hello, Frank DeCaro in California. Hi. Am I talking now? I get to talk? And the red You're talking now. I thought I would uh, greet you the way that our, our relationship began, by identifying you and the state you're from. Yes. <laughs> Caller Frank. <I'm... laughs> I didn't know your area code, so I didn't yes. know. <laughs> it's Caller Frank in the 818. Happy to talk to you. It yes. is so good to see you, even though they can't see you. I know. It's great to see you. It's been less than I physically saw you, I think, was when I went to see you with Lisa Lampanelli. I know. And, and I was, I was, I've been smaller, but I was bigger then. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> but you had great shoes, as I recall. Well, I always have many weight. Your shoes still fit. But yes. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, no, but I was on my way to thin. And now I'm, I'm sort of this COVID I don't know about you, but I, people say, well, what, you know, you were exercising all the time. Well, the gym's closed. Right. And I rediscovered cooking and baking and (laughs) my butt pan was never cold, you know? And so. (laughs) That's not a euphemism, I hope. No, 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 that was, 
frozen. But um, but uh, but my but no. So I was cooking and baking all the time, and it was really fun. But I, you know, I gained some of my weight back, and uh, and some. Uh, Jim always says it's not your weight, it's weight, and I was like, yes, Jim, you're right. So spoken old, like someone who's like, never had to like think no, about he, this. He gained six pounds during COVID and I just, you know, I could have gained a hundred and, but I stopped. I didn't want to overachieve, you know, I, well, but I, cause it, I love to cook and I love to eat even more. And I, people say, well, what happened? I said, I was eating like there was no tomorrow. Cause I was convinced there wasn't going to be one, you know, I right, thought we were all going right. to die. But I mean, I didn't I'm, take I'm, I'm still not everything. convinced. I'm still not convinced that we're not. No, I know. I feel the same way. I, do you think Delta Burke is going to show up at your house one day and you're going to die? Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Sometimes. But but you can't go there. And thank heaven, my husband, Jim Colucci, free Jim Colucci, is uh, the kind of person who kicks you in the ass every day in a good way. You know? Mm, it, mm. He's, the, he's a wallower's nightmare. Because he's like, you're not wallowing in depression. You're not, you know, you're not going to be down about stuff. Get out of bed and do your thing. And that helps. I'm some days I tell him to go F, but you know, it's, it's some, you can say the full I, word here. You get on and you're <laughs> like, yeah, I got to participate in the day, but I do like to sleep because there's too much day. Otherwise it's just too much. There's just I too much. agree. I'm the same way. Like I, I, Oh my gosh. Anything before like 10 AM, I am just, I'm for shit. And is, is that why your show always came on it? Although when you moved out West, oh, I moved you had to get up was- early. I had to be on the road at seven in the morning, which to me now seven oh. in the morning is four hours after I went to bed. You know, I mean, I really my natural rhythm is to stay up till two or three in the morning, and Jim's too. So we we're, oh, that's we're, great. Yeah, but the workday in New York, if you have to do any business, the workday's over by the time you're awake. You're like, I'm fine. I'm having coffee. It's eleven. I'm awake. <laughs> it's noon. I'm good. Oh, it's three in the afternoon. You're done. You're winding down. Sorry. Have you always been um, a nocturnal creature? I have. Yeah, by by my natural body rhythm is to stay out all night and then sleep during you know the Broadway babies say you know yeah it's that kind right. of thing. sleep till dawn yeah awake to whatever that line is so uh, just or sleep around the clock during COVID what do we care but uh, oh my yes I, so many I, naps I, but I looked at it as early retirement I enjoy mm. I, my bestie uh, who's who lives in New Jersey called me and. She's like, you're enjoying this too much. And I said, no, not real. And she said, and, and it's like, well, I did watch, you know, all of, all, what was it? Six seasons of, of Downton Abbey, which I'd never seen before, you know, and the movie <laughs> in less time than Mrs. Pattinson took to make Christmas dinner. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I sat and watched it around the clock. Um, but yeah, I had fun. I read and I, and I puttered and, you know, and uh it was i had yeah i was okay yeah, for some i had about it was fun so yeah i had about seven months that i really enjoyed of where i was like same i was reading i was i was watching like old re-watching old shit though versus like new stuff and um i became quite the cocktail maker i did yeah. i did kind of master some of those but um what were you drinking I, I, i'm a bourbon or a tequila so i did perfect Yes. yes. So I, I did Have make the Boulevardier. No, what is that? Oh, Boulevard. I don't know if Boulevardier is rye or or if it's bourbon, but it's but it's like if you like a Negroni and you like a a, a Manhattan, Ooh. 
or an old fashioned. I love both. Of, I love all of those. All of those. Then a Boulevardier is is the new thing. It's kind of like everything you like about a Negroni and everything you like about a Manhattan, and then they they had sex, and this is what the result was. It's you know, it's good. I think I'm in the small camp of people that actually enjoys Campari. Oh, me too. I but you know, I was drinking in college. I, that's a, how pretentious is that? <laughs> well, you, well, uh, you'll appreciate this. The who I turned me on to Campari, and you'll probably be able to guess it was Bette Midler. Oh, that's good. In, in Big Business. Does she? Oh, I have to watch that again. I've only seen that once. You'd be. It's, I know I should give my gay card, but that's her drink. It's City Bet. It's City Bet, who's you know a little um, rude to staff. And she's like you know, smiling and flirting with the Italian businessman. And when the uh, waiter comes up, she's like, ha, 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 Campari and soda. And then she oh, goes yeah, back to the cool. giggle. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And, uh, yeah. So that's that was my introduction to Campari. Wait, so was that early 80s? Because that's when I started drinking. Because that was like the drink. That it's would probably have been like mid to late 80s, I think. Yeah. We when started was... drinking cocktails. I remember having that you know, cocktails are coming back kind of kind of thing. I guess it's now 30, at least 30 years ago. You know, where I don't think I had my first, I don't think I had my first cocktail until I was probably in my 30s. Well, like I just drank yesterday. So that was, (laughs) (laughs) it was just beer and wine. Listen, I was like, I was born and raised in, uh, in the South and the Charleston that I live in now is not the Charleston I grew up in. Like it was, you know, I, I grew up around rednecks. <laughs> My high school was like equally split between urban and redneck. So it was a very weird <laughs> like hallway to walk down. <laughs> and mine was the heart of Soprano Land. Okay. So oh. and with my last name, you know, I I was it it was ridiculous. My homeroom when they did, you know. When they did roll call in my homeroom, it sounded like you were in Sicily. It was absurd. You know, it was just, hey, the Miko, the little, <laughs> the Caro, the, you know, it was just, we had a girl that I like very much named Domenica D'Amelio. Okay. Oh, that's a great name. Yeah, which it means Sunday D'Amelio. <laughs> I don't know what D'Amelio means, but Domenica is Sunday. But it, it was like, you know, that's like, who'd you sit next to cha-cha di Gregorio? You know, it's, it's kind oh of- Oh my God. Stuff. Yeah. That's Get the hair. kind of childhood I dreamt of. <laughs> what, what? That was the kind of childhood I dreamt of. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, you could run, you'd think you could run, you know, you could, you have to run from mafiosi children and like you have to run from rednecks. They don't want a nice gay run. <laughs> That's true. That very it's better. It's just the shoes yeah. might be better, but other than that, you know. It's, Although my first like real boyfriend was like an authentic Italian Guido, like from Brooklyn. And I was like, you know, I was about to make a very inappropriate joke because you bring it out in me, but <laughs> I'm gonna hold it in. I was gonna say like, I, you know, I just wanted him to come in in like a wife beater and like. <laughs> just, not, you know. just not smack around, just not in the face too much. Yeah, Right, like, exactly. Yeah. One time on the face. Yeah, one time on the I face. I gotta make money with this thing. Exactly. Yeah. Still yes. trying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I did want to talk to you about, Frank, is that um, is pop culture and our community and how 
no one under 30 seems to know who anyone is. Yes, Th yeah, this, is, I, this is a big problem for me. And yet I'm turning into a softie because there is, there is so much new stuff mm. that they almost don't have time to go back and look. I think that's that that's true. But it is, yeah. it is that there's too much new to keep up with. But, but it, is there anything nice. new that's good? I'm sorry, let me talk over you. No, is there anything? Nice with a little more discrimination, you know, in the sense of uh, people would say, you know, this is crap and I don't need to learn about it, you know, mm -hmm. and even though it's new. And in that little, you know, if you cut out three, three Kardashians, you could fit that in with Bette Midler, Judy Garland, and, you know, or whatever. And just not that they're worth the same amount by any means. But you could, yeah. if you have three people to three people, you could shove in, you know. That's Bette what I always and, think. You know, Barbara or something, you know. Like, if you can binge, if you can binge a, a whole housewife city, like, you can watch the complete series of Bewitched. Right. Well, you also, but I think, and, and you, you'd be surprised because we, Jim and I, my, Jim Colucci and I have pitched this. We would love to be like the TCM of those shows, you know, like, and, and say, you know, look, you know, in the background, you'll see a young Jan Brady from the Brady Bunch who went on yeah. and blah, 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 in her first TV role, you know, or something like that playing young Endora, which I think is true, right? Didn't she play young? I Endora? think so. Like, I believe you were right. Marsha, Marsha Brady played young. Oh yeah, it was Maureen McCormick. Marsha Brady played young Endora or something. But, um, or young, I don't know. She played something on there. But <laughs> she I played something husband. young. Before I hosted it, I would know who it was. But you know, <laughs> I think we don't do the best job of the, you know, telling young people or young gays what's interesting. However, having just spent time with a couple of 20-somethings for a week who were staying with us, um, they, yeah, they're not interested in anything. There, there's no yeah. curiosity whatsoever. And that's, you, you know. I mean, maybe, maybe that's just a... Uh, that's what someone said to me. Because I, I, I always was like, I interviewed, when I was doing the drag book, um, I interviewed Charles Bush, who went to Northwestern mm -hmm. seven to 10 years before I did. Something like that. Five, 10, whatever. Um, and I said, were we different because we went to the old, to see old movies at the rerun house in, there was an old movie palace in the center of Evanston, you know, and it's gone now, long time. But, you know, you, you take that giant poster, the size of the front of the refrigerator and circle all the double features you were going to go to instead of studying, which yeah. doesn't work studying in its own way. And you're circling all about Eve and you're circling about, you know, whatever happened to baby Jane and you're, you know, and I said, were well, we, in the minority then too, in being interested in this stuff. And he said, yeah. He said, oh, most oh. of the people we went to school with didn't care. Oh, about that's it. interesting. And I thought, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe you're, we're just in that uh, minority of, maybe people who know things from the past are, are in the minority, you know, of pop culture. You know? That could we be very true. You know? Yeah, that could be, I, as you say that, I think about that, yeah. Because I also though, because you might have been a bit like me when you were growing up because you know we're you know we were a little i don't know if you were then we were little fat gay kids running around in your hell yeah you know, your bedroom and your living room were like your sanctuaries and your books and your records and and, and that I, tv I, <laughs> that tv 
I said this the other day to someone that I, I fucking hate the summer. I cannot stand the summer. Even as a kid, I, I hate to sweat. I don't like heat. Um, the only thing I liked about it as a kid was that I could sleep in late and that I could stay up and watch Johnny Carson or Love Boat reruns because there were yeah. only three channels back then. And, but I don't think that people do that anymore. Maybe it's also because you could do it like on this, that you can just hold something in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Well, it's maybe weird, it's less. Because it's, it's more complicated than, than, it, than we'd like to believe because, mm. okay, the nanny is a thing with people who are younger. Right. My, my nieces are 14, I think, and, and they're obsessed with friends and the office. You know, so that's their <laughs> By the way, I was paying question. rent. I was paying rent when both of those shows came on originally. Right. Like, I had health insurance at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, but, but it is the same impulse. And we have to sort of, you can't say my nostalgia is better than your nostalgia. Well, you can, but you shouldn't. But, um, <laughs> right. You, and we do, but you shouldn't. But, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's a, it makes me happy when they look back you know, I was like, stream everything, you know, show yeah, people how crazy yeah. this Because, you know, who thought after all this time you'd go into a store and be able to buy Golden Girls merchandise or Friends merchandise or Office merchandise <laughs> or, you know. I mean, there are pop figures of every office, you know, there's like 40 office pop figures. And, yeah. you know, everyone isn't over 50 or over 40 who's, who's buying those. I mean, kids are liking the show and they know who Dwight Schrute is and the, you know, the way we knew who Samantha Stevens was. And mm -hmm. um, so you kind of can't get, you can't say my nostalgia is better than yours, but it would be nice if everyone had a little bit more uh, on the ball, as they say. Um, I had a, uh, I had a young girl in one of my uh, yoga classes. Uh, this might've been like pre COVID. She did not know who David Bowie was, which was like a stab in the heart. And she didn't know who Cher was, which I was like, how do you not know? So Cher? she's a moron is what you're saying. This is a moron. Okay. I was like, you don't look Amish. Like, how do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. All I know is now what I've learned is people who know things are way more interesting than people who don't. Yes, you know, like really, a guy can be as hot as anything. But if he is stupid, it like one time and that's it. I mean, if you if you meet someone who's young and they sit there and say, well, you know, Lil Nas X is important because of this, 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 and this. You know, you're yeah. like, okay, can't keep telling me more, you know. And yeah. What, and how new and if they start if, if suddenly they're saying, you know, well, he's pulling from old dirty bastard and then going, you know, and, you know, but but really it's new because of us and so then you'd be like, Keep talking. I'm interested. Right. But it's like, where is the person who knows? You know, it's like, if that's who you like, learn everything there is to know about Lil Nas X. You know, where mm -hmm. did he come from? What does he do? What did he get picked on in school? Did What's his background? What does he hope to do someday? You know, learn something and be able to impart that information. Um, that's a start. You know, I mean, it's it's yeah. not, I'm fascinated by what he's doing. And it always has to be, for me, I have to hear patter. I have to hear them in their own voice say something smart. Mm. And when he said, I'm singing, there was a, a tech or a tweet that he said, I'm singing about gay sex. What is it supposed to be? You know, am I supposed to be playing the <laughs> piano and, and arranging flowers or something like that? And I was like, oh, bitch, you're, you're worth listening to now. Now you're, I'm in your corner. Because right. it, was like, it was just 
someone thinking for themselves. That you know, it's it's that's what I need. Is well, and, and they, get up and they have and they sing, and then when their patter is completely inane, I'm just like, you're a moron. I'm I can't listen to you. I'm sorry. Like Beyonce. Is she not so? Well, she can't sing so great either. As a singer, she's gorgeous. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is no, probably going to get you hate mail. But you know what? But, a lot of stars in every generation, a true right. star is never the most talented person. You know, the most talented person. You know, Cindy Lauper is the most talented. Is the more talented of her and Madonna. But totally. Madonna is more iconic. You know, but it's like you want talent. You want. You know, she has an Emmy. Madonna's probably never going to have, you know, Madonna's never going to have one of those. <laughs> I love that picture of, uh, I think you might have captioned this when uh, Gaga won the Oscar and there's the picture of her and Madonna in the bed with the Oscar. And I think, did you write the caption of like, then Madonna killed her and said, Yeah, and then she snapped her neck or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this belongs but to me now. Why do you need to pit women against each other? It's like, look at the face, look at Madonna, because people are people. People and you look are at someone, people. It's like she's got him. He's like, act. People go, your acting, Lady Gaga, is quite good. And no one has ever said that to. No one ever will say that to Madonna. No one, you know, she's she's fabulous. But well, I always think about what. Uh, oh, she's breaking my heart. The boobies the, with the mesh. Why? And, and the, the the and the dimensions of the face are just completely. Like, there's like this, I don't know, it, it breaks my heart. But I always think about what Patty Lapone says about Madonna, that she's dead behind the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love a good evil icon, you know, you do. So, exactly. I secretly love Patty, so. I, so uh, now your husband is the uh, the absolute expert on the Golden Girls. Yes. Do you? I'm sorry. I know. Ahead. I've seen him on. I've seen him on the uh, the CNN um, sitcom. Yeah, the history, history of the, of the sitcom. sitcom. Four episodes, so four out of four. Oh my yeah. god! And there's more stuff that he did for us. You know, I mean, I'm guessing he'll. I said I think he might be in almost every episode, if not all of the episodes. How many episodes so, are there? Uh, eight. So he's oh, been okay. in half of them already. Mm. So no, I'm so proud of him, and he looks so handsome on there. Oh my god, he I does. He I looks great. I, you know, you look and you say, "Well, I wish I knew that guy." And then you're like, "Oh, he's in the other room." Oh, it's just it's that goofball in the other room. Okay. <laughs> How long have y'all been together now? Uh, we're going to go. We're going to celebrate our 25th anniversary next month. Oh wow! Yeah, we're gonna go to. We're gonna sneak away to. To I'm gonna really be the pineapple princess. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We're going to, go, going to to an island, so yeah, and I'm excited. We're going to go to Hawaii. So, at the risk of getting too uh, schmaltzy or serious, did you ever like see or envision this for yourself? No, like, I thought young... I'd be paying for sex and wearing cat pants, you know. And <laughs> it's not a and bad if life. I ever, if I ever break up with Jim, I will be paying for sex and wearing cat pants. <laughs> well, as a, as a friend of mine said to me, you're not paying for sex; you're paying for them to leave after. Oh. Yeah, well, there's, yeah, there's that. But uh, <laughs> I don't know that, you know, I, I, it, uh, I'm crazy about him. I just, I, after all these years, I come even more now than I did Aww. in the beginning. I just, I, he makes me laugh. He, he calls me on my shit, which is the most sexy thing ever. I, for me. Yeah, um, yeah, oh, yeah, he yeah. had me from like the second, first or second conversation uh, 25 years ago. He called me and he said, 
um, you know, you use some of the same material in, in the one reading you did in, in, as in the other. And I was just like, oh, I guess this bitch is going to be mine forever. You know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I, I, that was really what did it. It was, he was, and he's also, he's so smart. Uh-huh. I, did, I did a podcast once and, and they did a lightning round at the end. And they said, funny those, or smart. And I said, smart. And they, and that stopped the conversation cold. And they were like, really? And they said, they said, well, what about, you know, they said, but if you're funny, you're smart. And they said, oh, God, no. Are you kidding? There are a lot of stupid people who are funny. You know, I agree with you. Like, I'm funny. Really? I, yeah, but you're smart, but, too. So you got it all going on. That's true. But I don't uh, need someone funny. I'm funny. Like, I make myself right. laugh. <laughs> no, but I just, I, my, I've only really had two serious loves in my life. And they both went, I mean, it's like they were, the, the high school one went on to Cornell, Johns Hopkins, and uh, some another school of that ilk. Jim, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, I'd love to. <laughs> you know, Jim is a, is a UPenn Wharton grad. Um, it's like, I, and they're both off the charts, you know, in, the, in, in, IQ scores. It's like, I can't stand people. I like people who are so much, you know, I mean, I'm pretty smart, but not like that, you know? Right, and so right. It's like, it's, 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 you know, I mean, I was a valedictorian because everybody else was so stupid. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I always said I was a valedictorian because I was homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a really good student, which I love when that's why I used to love when I was doing the radio thing on, on Sirius, you know, and, they, and they, people would write in and they would say, well, somebody wrote in once and they said, well, Frank is smart when he wants to be, you know, and it just uh, was like, yeah, right. Thanks for, thanks for nothing. I am, I was like, I'm way smarter than the moron who's talking about poop. And if you can't see that. <laughs> exactly. I used to listen to this. You know? That's what I loved. Do you miss, do you miss it at all? Doing the show at all? If I think of a stupid song, I do. You know, it's like it's oh. with some thing that is totally not funny to anybody but me, and it's a song mm-hmm. and it's filthy. Then uh, I I was like, oh, if I I only wish I had a place to go sing something stupid. Right. I was never happier than the day I I came in and I and I was singing uh, the filthy version of Tie a Yellow Ribbon. You know. I went to home, I came 10 times. Ooh, ooh, you know, because I like jizz, whether it is or isn't mine. I was, you know, that was like, I was so happy. I had this filthy song. I could go be an idiot on the radio and sing it and stuff. But we, I had a funny thing happen. So I, I'm writing for uh, for Emmy Magazine once in a while. And I interviewed the guy, uh, K. Van Nor- Nor- Norvac, whatever his name is. Anyway, Novak, K. Van, K. Van Norvac, Novak, uh, who plays... Uh, uh, Nandor the Relentless on what we do in the chat. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that show. So anyway, but I said something about, you know, I always feel like you have to be pretty smart um, to to really appreciate stupid. And he said, I think that's your own narcissism. <laughs> and you're using, he said, and you're using my show to make yourself <laughs> I was laughing. He, he yanked my chain so much. I had such a good time talking to him. But I was just like, I used to always say that we were Dory and I'd be like, you know, you kind of have to be smart to be this stupid, I hope, you know. Right. And, and she was sort of, you know, it was almost like um I'm watching che- we're binging cheers now. And it's like it's sort of Carla 
and, and Diane. Uh, yeah, you know that's <laughs> that's our relationship. Um, um, I can totally see that. I never thought of that till this moment. But right, kind of, you saying want, that? Yeah, that's kind of it. It's uh, let's what was have your, uh, for each other, and, uh, but but caring too, and that yeah. that was one thing that people didn't always know either. Is we really liked each other. I do. Well, have you witnessed it? I, so. I, I sat in that studio with y'all many times, and it, yeah, there was a genuine, there was a heart. Like, yeah, we're fond of, we, are, we are and we're fond of each other because we're so. Uh, it's funny, you know. I'm always like someone. I always talk about how I I like to be surrounded by like-minded people, but ultimately, I have very, I've had a number of very close relationships with people who look at the world completely differently the way yeah. that I. But as frustrating as I don't understand, like the idea that somebody would send you a, a birthday present and your birthday wasn't for three or four days and you'd sit and wait to open it. What the hell is that? There's That's all, a sociopath. My, my, in my world, there's always more presents. And if someone isn't sending them to you, you send them to yourself. You know, I mean, it's just, you just, there's more of it. There's always more. And yes. And, and so, which kind of gets me through stuff. I mean, that's, that is my, just believe there's always, you know, it's if you're lucky enough to not be living under a bridge in a box, there's there'll be more. It'll work out. You'll come up with a new idea, but you got to keep thinking all the time. You got to keep going all the time. Next. It is getting free stuff uh, the thing you miss most about. Uh, you know, I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> yeah. I still get to go to enough stuff. You know, I mean, Jim that's gets, true. Gets invited to a lot of stuff. So it's good. So I just go as. Mrs. Plus One, you know, I'm Mrs. Colucci, and that that's okay with me too. I can drink exactly. as just as easily as Frank Takara Plus One, you know. Um, so it's it's fun, and I really I had someone act like I was going to be jealous of Jim, and I oh. it really it's funny because you know you should just let it slide and forget that someone said that. It made me so, I don't like when someone accuses me of something that's not true. Yeah, you know, I don't mind if you accuse me of my god you're self-absorbed it's like yeah i know you know or what do you buy a lot of crap on the internet yeah i know you know any if you eat too much i know you know I, it's all that stuff i i i'm fine with but i don't like being accused of something that's i don't like being called stupid <laughs> and i don't like when someone accuses me of being underhanded which because mm. i'm the most guileless person ever um and I and the idea that I would be jealous of Jim, it's like you do not know. Then you have no clue what kind of relationship we have, right. and you really don't know me because I'm not that. I'm not a jealous person of someone I'm in love with. You know, it's Aww. it's like I'm, you know there are people you're jealous That's of so sweet. when they get well, more sure. but you know, <laughs> but you can't let that eat you up either. You know, or you'll just be miserable and horrible. You know, you have to find the happy. But no, but I'm I'm totally. No, I'm not. I'm really not joking. You can you could eat hors d'oeuvres as plus one just as easily as you can as the name on the invitation. I don't oh, care. You know, hundred percent. Like you know, be like, don't you miss doing the radio show? It's like not every day. No, I can't <laughs> believe you talk for fifteen hours a week. I did. I was telling you before the show. I did a podcast. I had this friend asked me to do it. It becomes a hostage situation. It's like it's. 90 minutes and he's still going and it's just like jesus it's like how much are we gonna do here no one cares this long about anything i know i'm obsessed with uh anything related to to cults and there was this one podcast i was listening to and one episode was two and a half hours long yeah. and i was like okay i wasn't signing on to <laughs> make this a lifestyle choice um <laughs> what what would well, do you like, have 
What were people like? Can you imagine a four-hour orgasm? No, no. What the hell do I, do? I don't want to have a four-hour orgasm. I don't want to have a four-hour anything. Not a movie. Not a dinner. Not anything. I don't want a four-hour anything. Like leave me alone. Exactly. Now, do you have? Because I do have a favorite moment from your show. Um, I was not involved in it, but it was still my favorite moment. Do you have? I know that's a hard and broad sweeping question. Is there? Do I, you have like a favorite moment or a favorite? interview or guest? Yeah, I, my favorite moment was when Larry Flick interrupted Doria's show <laughs> to talk about Donna Summer. That was my favorite. Um, that, that was pretty awesome. No, I still think about favorite. it every time I hear a Donna Summer song. It makes me laugh. So people always remember that. And I, I posted something recently and they're like, oh, wait, Donna Summer, someone will bust in. And, you know, that made me laugh. Um, no, I, when, I mean, I, the interviews I loved best, uh, I loved when B. Arthur said, Cox mm. the World Unite. That that made me happy. Wait, say that again. Um, what? Say that again. Cocksuckers of the World Unite. B. Arthur. That's that was a great cool. moment. And also, that's going to end up as a bot on your show. I can hear it. No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be playing that when you need to fill airtime. Uh, and uh, I loved when we interviewed Carol Cook, uh, who is a brilliant actress nearing 100 almost. I mean, she's in her high 90s. Oh, wow. And, uh, and I said to her, you and Tom or your husband, who are, they're both good friends with Doria now too. I said, you and Tom uh, have been together so long. Is it because you laugh a lot? And she's like, honey, I'm the best fuck in town. And okay, she was, and so <laughs> that was my I love talking to uh, Carol Channing and I yeah. love talking to, to Dick Cavett a lot. Um, oh, he's the those best. Those are some of my absolute favorite favorite things but i would like even when it was just us and doria would the warmest feeling for me was when doria would ask me questions about something stupid that i was making up and guide me or dare me <laughs> guide me where we were going it was daring me to go even further and there was oh. talking about oprah being a truffle hog and being down on the ground on all fours, sniffing out trouble. And, and something about, there was some also thing about Columbus going all of, you know, going around the Cape of Good Hope. It, I just kept making up shit. And, <laughs> and Doria was like, so what you're, whenever Doria got into, so what you're saying is mode. Those were my favorite moments on the show because it was nonsense. And we just would keep going with, because I don't think of myself as good improv person, but I'm, but if you get me going, making up a story, I guess I am in some ways, because if you get me going on a ridiculous story, <laughs> I can just keep going, especially if it's making up history that has nothing to do with <laughs> Well, you had three hours to And it's like, so what, as long as you've got the other person who, who can take you there. We, those were our Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner moments, you know, mm. oh. taking me down the path of insanity and, you know, going, oh, I'm going to watch him go over the edge. Wait, you know, she was loving watching me go out of my mind. And, well, I'm, uh, going to, I'm going to say the name of the person associated with my favorite moment from the show. And then I'm hoping that will trigger you to tell the story. Yes. Julie Andrews. I asked her, well, I asked her, she was on twice. The first time I asked her about showing her boobies. In, uh, in, <laughs> S.O.B. Uh, S.O.B. And the second time I talked to her about what is it you cunt face uh, from, uh, from Sound of Music. <laughs> and 
I could, and, and then there is a moment like I just asked Mary Poppins about. Uh, was that in person? Like, was she in yes. the studio? And what yes. did her, what was her face? Like, what was her reaction? I just remember her. She was, oh no, it's like, I never heard that. Like, you swear like a trooper. It's like, don't give me that. I, I didn't go there, but I, if I'd been on TV, I think I would have gone. You know, if I, if I were, if I had more of a name, I would have gone even further, I think. But, um, you know. So, my friend uh, Curtis, my friend Curtis, and I still reference that moment and and quote that line like at least weekly. But well, yeah, but it's I didn't make that up. I just maybe no to her face. You know, I mean, it's certainly <laughs> people talk about it. But I told her I afterwards. I think I said, you know, Charles Bush has a nun spoof play, The Divine Sister, playing off Broadway at the time, and I said. She said, did you just call me a cunt face? In the play, you know, and it's in the spoof of that line, um, you know, and uh, although you go back and watch it now, and either we made it, either they redubbed it or it's not as bad as we said. Because you go back and watch it now and it doesn't, it sounds like you fixed this, didn't you? And like, like, no, yeah, they, I was going to say like, maybe they cleaned it up a little bit. They could, well now, please, any, you know, they're going to have Anthony Bourdain saying things he never said, you know, in this new documentary. Right? guy it's like okay whatever well i That's think i have good. it on dvd so oh no because yeah. he'll get a production deal dead faster than i will get one alive you know i mean it's <laughs> <laughs> dead anthony bourdain is more D -E -D. frank i think of you every time someone famous dies i always think of you because there would be a the DED moment. <laughs> yeah, but they put, I hate when you post a picture and you're being all earnest. You know, sometimes you got to just be nice. Right. And, and they'll run DED. It's don't you, you know. <laughs> I did a, I've been making these, you know, people say to me, do you miss the Frank DiCaro show? I said, I'm still doing the Frank DiCaro show. It's just no one's paying me to hear it. You know, I mean, it's, it's like you know, Jim hears it. People I talk to on the phone hear it. It's, you know, you're hearing it. It's, it's kind of, I hear it all in my head. But um, it's, you know, I make these collages now on Instagram. Oh, love those. People, I tell you, people do not feel bad about telling you how unfunny they are. They really I, do. They love to tell you. And I don't mean people posting. I mean, friends of mine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, my husband. Okay. I mean, Lisa Lampanelli going, I don't get these. Why do you think these are funny? And I was like, I think they're hilarious. But I but love those. I and I also love your uh, Go to Bed series. Yeah, well, that's your pervert. But um, <laughs> that no, JFK Junior yeah. picture you posted? Oh my God, he was dreamy at that stage. Well, oh, oh, John, John. Oh, he but was so dreamy at that, that age that oh, you posted nipples. that. Yeah, yes. John, glass. One each nipple was named John. That's where John John must have come from. It's like you know those were, and, you, and then you look at it, it's like wait. I mean, I know he died young in the plane crash, but but still, <laughs> we could still right. be jealous. It's sort of like, oh my God, you're spectacular looking. You have huge wealth. And even your nipple, I bet your dick is gorgeous. You know, it's, you know, it's I, not there. I uh, met him in an elevator once, like, well, in, the, <laughs> like in the mid 90s. <laughs> but, uh, we were at the uh, Marriott Marquis. And, um, you know, we were just, you know, how you would just kind of stare ahead. And I was with a friend of mine, and my friend was like, you know, poking me and like, doing the head thing, like, look, and then I looked and we both thought like, like the collective like gasp. And so he, his, his floor comes first and he's going like the doors open, he's going to out 
And I literally like leaned in and went, like sniffed him. <laughs> and this was right after Jack, this was right, oh, amazing. This is right after Jackie had died. And so as the doors are closing, I scream out, I loved your mother. <laughs> that was my, my John Jr. Story. And I love your mother. <laughs> is really in, in gay that translates to I want you to fuck me so bad. Okay. Exactly. How that did not work is beyond me. <laughs> I I have to let Gabby out of this bedroom. Hold on. Absolutely. Sorry about that. So no. Somebody, you know, Gabby came to us because of listeners, and uh, in in oh yeah, because the, um, they were in North Carolina, and they did. So Lisa Lampanelli said to me, "You can never complain about anything that happened in Sirius because you got your dog from from your radio show. So you are not allowed to ever complain again." And like, no, you're kind of right because I have this little perfect creature that I love so much who brings me are such. You so. Are you surprised that Sirius hasn't um, rebooted or relaunched an out-queue type station? I did hear from someone that they thought it was the biggest, that canceling it was the biggest mistake they ever made. Mm. But who knows? Yeah. But I don't think, you was know, it a honestly, money I don't think they would, I think they would go younger. I don't think mm. any of us would work again, except Larry. But, um... <laughs> But I don't think they, you know, I don't think any of us would get asked back, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, you know, the, the complaint was we didn't feel appreciated. And we, and you know why we felt that way? We weren't. Because you weren't. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I remember, uh, I remember writing an email at the time, you know, after the station went off the air, like, and my, the reply I got back was, well, we have Radio Andy. And I'm like, that's not the same. <laughs> yeah, no, but they wanted something celebrity driven. You know, yeah. and, and I understand that. Um, but I don't know why you wouldn't have. This is a two-edged thing. I don't know why I wouldn't be the one you'd save. However, so many good things happened after I was shown the door. Yeah. That I really have no complaints. You know, I think so, I stayed forever. You know, and not, yeah. I wouldn't have written the drag book. I wouldn't have toured with Lisa Lampanelli. There's so many things I've done. I mean, I stood on the stage and did a half hour of material at the Beacon Theater in New York on the same I mean, stage that the Rolling Stones have played, that Erasure wow. has played, that, you know, I'm standing there and I was like, I'm looking out at thousands of people and telling silly gay jokes. And <laughs> it's like that that line from, um, I can't think of the name of the movie, but it's uh, it was Meryl Streep played the woman who couldn't sing a note. Florence and, you know, Jenkins. Yeah, Florence Pop. Flor Flop, yeah. Florence Griffith Joyner. No, it's not Florence. Anyway. Florence Newton John. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Newton John, exactly. That was it. <laughs> um, Trump. No, anyway, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Florence Trump was her name. No, but she said, you know, you you can say I shouldn't have uh, sung uh, at the with, you know whatever Paris Opera, but you can't say I, I did didn't sing at the right. Theater. And that's why I was like, you can say I shouldn't have played the Beacon Theater, but you can't say I didn't play the Beacon Theater. So, uh, you know, there's that kind of, and and I'll tell you, having played a number of venues like this, three thousand people laughing is a lot louder than two gay drunks on a Thursday in a club. You know, right. and, and I got to have that experience. And so if I hadn't lost the radio show, I would never have gotten to, to really 
throw myself in, into that. So you, you, you kind of have to keep going. For, you know, I'm, I'm nostalgic, but I'm certainly not, I don't want to relive any part of my right. life. You know, I mean, I, are I you going to go back to that? Exactly. Are you going to go back to that on the other side of this? Whenever this is over? Go back to performing? Live. No, yeah, really, live performing. Because Lisa's not doing it anymore. And mm. I don't have the commitment to stand up that would lead me to do it under the, under the cir circumstances that I would be forced to do it, you know, gotcha. which would be starting at the bottom. Right. And, um, and you want to be never, you want to be Gene you know, Smart and Hacks. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to have. Uh, you know, I mean, I was going with. You know, when you're you're traveling with Lisa, she's playing to huge numbers of people. Mm -hmm. She's putting you up at the Ritz Carlton or the Four Seasons or the W or you know, you're not in the Red Roof Inn. Red Roof <laughs> Inn with a roommate. You're not. Um, <laughs> in the corporate apartment that the comedy club owns mm. sleeping on a cat pullout couch. It's like, I'm ordering room service and, and you know, and I was very lucky. I got, I got spoiled with that, but I, that wasn't new to me. You know, I mean, I've been yeah. staying yeah. in hotels like that for work since I was in my twenties. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it, was, it was, I was always spoiled because I was able to do things that uh, as, as a journalist or a comedian or a performer or whatever that, uh, I couldn't do so. I don't. I don't want to go do an open mic night, having opened, having played the beacon. I don't need to go do open mic night, but, right? Um, and there's no reason, you know, without a, a major star like that, there's no reason for me to think I would be treated any better than people who've been doing this forever. And they're mm. funny, and they're better at the, they're they're as good at comedy as I am at writing. You know, there I mean, it's go. like my, you know, it's like my. Um, as a, as a stand-up comic, I'm pretty good. As a writer, I'm pretty terrific. You know, I mean, yeah, you are a great writer. I will say, so, you're, you know, yeah. But I'm the owner it. of three of your books. I Thank you, but I've been doing it since year one. You know, I mean, I should be better at that because <laughs> um, your drag book, your drag book is like is honestly, uh, it's it's required reading for anyone that is like new, like new to the drag world. Because and it's also just enough because it's not too in depth, you know. <laughs> it's not Here, preachy. Like, <laughs> be this much, and you'll sound smart. You won't be smart, but you'll sound smart. You know, this is the way I feel about it. It's just enough information to to make you be able to talk about it intelligently. And uh, um, do you have it's, an it's idea not for like the next book? Notes, but you know, it's it's that sense of like, you know. People over 50 will like you better if you know who Charles Pierce is and Charles Bush and, uh, you know, and Jim Bailey. It's like, you, you just, it's smart people will like you better if you know. So, but, Do you have an uh, idea for what the next book is? Oh, I just sold another one. Yeah, I'm working on oh. it. Oh. Um, I haven't talked about this much. I'm doing, the, the working title is Disco at 50. And it's going to be a look at disco and how, oh. what it meant to the gay community, but also, uh, how it rolled out across the country and people like you and me who, who weren't at studio 54 because we were too young and gorgeous uh were uh <laughs> were consuming it on the brady bunch variety hour and, and uh buying ethel merman boxes and and you know watching donnie and marie and that sort of thing so it's gonna be um 
kind of a very populist sort of look. Wow. So, especially now, I don't think we knew then. We didn't have the power as a community to really call the disco sucks movement what it was, which was the the MAGA of its day. You know, it really was. It was a homophobic, homophobic, misogynist, racist Mm -hmm. movement. And they can say it's not and they'd be wrong. You know, right. it's, it's, it's like, no, that is exactly what that was. You didn't like that it wasn't about you. Yeah. And it yeah. was about gays and blacks and women mm-hmm. and, you know, and brown people. You know, it's, it was about it was about minorities of every type. Right. Stars. And we were never going back in the closet was the message. You hear so much disco music is about celebrate. We're not we're we're finally becoming who we deserve to be. We're, you know, it was very much the women's movement, the gay rights movement, equal rights movement for, for African-Americans and brown people. And it, and it was, it was about, uh, it wasn't about straight white men. Right. And it was also um, about sexual freedom. And, right. Like it was probably the original sex positive. Right. Well, and I always, I, I said in the, in the proposal for the book, I said, um, you know, that it was about women it was about women, blacks, and gays. And I said, and in the right outfit, Sylvester ticked all three boxes. No wonder people were, <laughs> you know, it's like you got one guy who's the queen, you know, who will look at Donna Summer and go, you do know I'm the queen of disco, not you. Um, you know, you've got a guy saying that in drag and you're like, okay. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be fun. And also it's, it's similar to the, to the drag book because it's sort of shining a light um, on an underappreciated art form. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the only thing that's different though is I'm sitting here looking at a stack of disco book, 10 or 12 deep, you know, some vintage, some fairly new. And the drag book, there aren't that many drag books, you know, that right. really were popular titles. But uh, so that was that was very fun to sort of really add to the canon with, uh, with yeah. that book. But uh, so this will be sort of a new challenge, but I'm going to approach it the same way that kind of, kitchen sink thing about you know you need to know about Giorgio Moroder but you need to know about that awful Ethel Merman disco album because it's brilliant you know <laughs> I still remember her on Dance Fever singing oh my God, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah uh, Alexander's Ragtime Band needed yes exactly yes, that was a, Frank oh, I have a worst. I have a friend who has that on vinyl still has that on Me vinyl yes, when I, I go to been... her house we listen <laughs> it's hard. You cannot make it through one whole side of that. It's the worst. It's like, the worst. The best, but it's the worst. <laughs> but the best. <laughs> I know, and I think like everyone did a disco album, right? Because I think isn't that like the like one Aretha Franklin album you cannot find is her disco oh, everyone, album. Yes, everyone. See, I didn't know about Aretha, but now I'm gonna go find that. But no, you find out. It's like, wait a minute, this Karen Carpenter song was kind of disco, and you hear it, and you're like, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, if you've got Kiss with I Was Made For Loving You, that's kind of a disco rock song. And you've got, you know, they did it. Blondie did it. Mick Jagger and the Stones did it. Rod Stewart did it. Um, Cher, you know, I mean, Take Me Home is a brilliant song. Brilliant. uh, You know, it's uh, it's interesting. I just think it's cool that people are using the word disco again and it's not a dirty word. To kids, it's not a dirty word. Right. Um, but we didn't know how homophobic that was. At the time, we thought, 
oh, it's just the cool kids getting mad about it. And you look now and you're like, oh no, that that was the same impulse. That was make right. America great again. You know, because what was it? Was it Wrigley? Portugal. No, was it Wrigley Field? No, it was uh, no Comiskey Park. Yeah, I mean, you look at that crowd, and yeah, that totally looks like a truck rally. They were burning songs, or excuse me, albums by black artists, whether it was disco or not. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. you tell me that was an anti-disco thing, and I'll tell you, you know, (laughs) as my mother used to say, "Go shit in your hat." Okay, (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's not true at all, and um and some of it was you know i mean punk yeah. rockers may have not liked it but um you know i mean dolly parton has a has baby i'm burning you know i mean it's like everybody did a song and she loved studio apparently you know i mean she used to see pictures of her at studio um so it'll be it'll be fun to sort of look at all those things and you always find i mean what's exciting for me is not only that you get to revisit disco movies like car yeah. can't stop the music or saturday thank night god movie. it's friday Thank God it's Friday. But also, you st- people send you notes going, you do know there's a disco vampire movie. And <laughs> it's John Carradine and Yvonne DiCarlo are the second tier people. They're not even the stars of it. There's some woman who goes, hi, I'm Dracula's daughter. You know, and it's like, and and it's like, and then you get to go find that. That's the, the thrilling thing for me is, is less revisiting how great Saturday Night Fever is. And it's right. a dream. It's you're like, there's a movie with my favorite TV star, you know, slash, bro, you know, my Yvonne DiCarlo, my favorite person, <laughs> the person I thought was my TV mom, you know, and I prayed I was related to, even though it's not her real name. But um, <laughs> you know, I, used I to just saw her. Uh, I just saw her on a rerun of uh, Murder, She Wrote. Oh, that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Which is what we watch because it's comforting. But. But no, so it's fun to, you, have, you always have some that are like, you do know about this, don't you? And you're like, no. And then, but it's it really, it's like someone showing up with a box of candy. It's, you know, oh, I'm sure. You're like, when is- I and then of course, thank God now, which is what we were talking about before. It's like, people don't look up stuff. It's like, you do know, it's all at your fingertips. It's like 90% right. of what it's so easy now. When the whole movie's there. If it's yeah. bad enough, it'll be all on YouTube, you know? Oh, yeah. I just but, watched uh, I just watched uh, Xanadu on a flight not long ago on yes. YouTube. But that's <laughs> that's good bad, you know. <laughs> that's good bad, exactly. Oh my god, we might have to. Is we bad might have to do a whole that's show? Really you know, bad. <laughs> there's one. I just found a title, and I have to. This is my viewing. This is I finish this one thing called Disco Nine Thousand, and they're calling it the original disco movie, even though it seems to have come out after some other titles, but. Um, and you know, and there's Disco Godfather uh, with um, Dolomite is the star of it. You know, um, so yeah, so it's it's like there's stuff out there to discover that that I missed because I was too young and didn't have the camp sensibility. Yeah, I think something weird's there. going on with your mic, Frank. What? Something weird's going on with your mic. Wait. Your audio got weird. I'm gonna turn it off and turn it back. Do you edit this at all or no? No. no. Right, we, we don't do that here. Turn me off and turn me on. <laughs> as i've done so often did that help uh it still sounds like you're in a bucket but i'm going to end well, with the, the uh is I am. well i i did steal the uh you know since james lipton is no longer with us i did steal the bernard pivo questionnaire 
Are you familiar? Do you want me to run and get headphones? I know where they are. Yeah, run and get headphones. I won't be gone for long. Okay. <laughs> I'll use people. This is one of the things I that I love about Frank is that it's uh, it's just you. It's always uh, you never know where it's going to go. <laughs> and also, I feel like you could just you could literally give him a topic and say, "All right, now go." Joyce, 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 go. Sing for your supper. <laughs> oh, last dance. But then I'm afraid Larry Flick will um, bust into the room and uh, take over the show. He, he'll he'll butt in on this one too. Wait a minute. Is that any better that's, now? Oh, that's way better. That's way better. Oh, yeah. no. It was only now we like have to do the whole show again. Okay. <laughs> it was only for like a minute. It's fine. All right. So I'm going gonna... to. When people say, do you miss doing a radio show? And I always say, well, yes and no. But then when you get me talking, it's sort of like, oh, well, I just keep talking and great, talking. Frank. Thank you. But that's what's great is I could just, I could say to you like, uh, Deborah Lee Scott, go. <laughs> Love her on Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, and even more on Angie. There. Exactly. <laughs> See? <laughs> I, you know, my best friend is like, you have got to update your references. Like, no, the you people don't. that know uh -oh. your references are dying. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> All right, so here's... Well, Okay. Here's the, the Bernard Pivo questionnaire, and I've been working on this to not respond to your uh, your answers. Okay. To not Bernard uh, Pivo Bryson thing. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, okay. What is your favorite word? <sighs> More. What is your least favorite word? Less. Less. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like you, I feel like you kind of already answered this. What excites you? Um, what excites me? Uh, little things every day. And that is my best quality. <laughs> is that is that I can take a sip of coffee and you'd think that I've just seen Jesus, you know, that I'm just like, oh, this coffee is so good, you know. So, I think yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah, that's what, me. Uh, Little things every day. What sound do you love? What sound do I love? Um, what sound do I love? Uh, the sound of the washing machine because I do or truly get satisfaction out of doing laundry. I don't, I, I, I can always take stain, you know, other people's stains in and you, know, uh, you can and, take, and you can take on other people's stains. I love it. Yes, that might I be think. the name, that might be the title of this episode. Well, yes. uh, what sound do you hate? No, someone's saying no. Mm. What's someone's your favorite? Wait, let's, let's. Let's. Someone's stupid saying no to you. That's. <laughs> that's what it. That's what really bugs me. Yeah. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. Ah, universal. Yeah, uh, or, I'm trying to think what else. And I like uh, um, the clean version of a. I do like mother scratcher, which isn't that dirty, but that really mm. makes me laugh. But. It's like this, this mother scratcher. Um, wait, what else do I really? I like them all. I like them all. They're like my swear words are like my children. I like them all equally. <laughs> but that is secretly of, my favorite. I was, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day of where I was like, I don't think there are any that I don't use, honestly. Like I, I paint with the rainbow. I like, it's true. I paint with and the I like palette. This, 
And the C word is a brilliant, brilliant word. I just I, love that so much because it's, um, and it's dumb. The, our phrase in our house, I don't know if I should share this. Our phrase, if somebody really makes you mad, no matter what time of year it is, we say, oh, I'm gonna kick her in the cunt and ruin her Christmas. And that could be about a man, it could be about a woman, it could be about a child, it could be, I don't care. It's just, oh God, you're bothered. I'm gonna kick you in the cunt and ruin your Christmas. And I don't know how we got on that. The ruin your Christmas is, is our addition. That is pretty key. To that. I think that's, that's key. Maybe that'll be the title of the podcast. Yes, uh, ruining your Christmas with Frank DeCaro and, and, his, and his doppelganger, but thinner. <laughs> his thinner his, doppelganger, yes. His, his in-shape doppelganger. <laughs> what profession other than yours would you want to, to try? Uh, tap dancer. I don't tap dance, but if I could be anything, I'd like to be a tap dancer. I run, I run a Hawaiian bed and breakfast. A bed and breakfast Ooh. in Hawaii would be or, mm. or interior design. So okay. I think those are, is that gay enough? Those are three gay things. Let's do that. <laughs> Hairdresser, nail nail technician. No, um, no, none of those things. <laughs> Florist, travel agent. <laughs> what, prof what profession would you not want to try? Oh, uh, accountant. Oh my God. Oh, I'm, like, I'm like Lucy. It's sort of, I borrowed from one account to pay for the other account. Now there's nothing left in either account. It's like, that's me. That's like, yep. Oh, well. Uh, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you enter the pearly gates? Um, You're smart and funny, but really your best quality is that you're a pussycat. Oh, that's <laughs> you know, so that's sweet. What I, want. I think that's what it, I, I do. I want people to really think, you know, he's a pussycat. It's like, he's kind of a sweetheart. And because um, I like to be the curmudgeon, but I also, but you have to know, you do know it's like, I'm a big mushball who cries at everything. That's like, I'm, uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pussy. I'm, I'm good hearted. Mostly, I think, and that's what Jim likes about me. I think best is, although I can be my the best compliment I ever got was a friend of mine said to me. My best friend Erica said to me, "You know, you're not often that mean, but when you are, you're meaner than anybody." And I was like, "Oh, that's nice. Thank you." <laughs> if there's a higher compliment than that, yeah, I don't know what it, it is because then you take it out. It's like you take it out. It's I feel it's like Milton Berle's penis. Just take out enough to win. You know, it's that sense of like just. <laughs> Be mean when you need to be really mean, but don't make that, you know, don't be the room clearer at a party. You know, that guy who says stuff and you're just like, I need to be there now, over there now. Thanks for ruining everyone's evening with that. That's, you know, don't really be mean. Oh my God. I'm still on the Milton Berle penis. Oh yeah. Um, I never thought reference. of that before, but that is kind of my attitude. To, write that down. Wait, that's, I'll use that again. Write that down. You need, yeah. you need to use that in something. It is. No, because you shouldn't be mean all the time. You know people who are evil all the time? Yeah. It's like, don't be evil. It's horrible. No one likes I always, that. I always want to be like, who hurt you? Who hurt you? Yes. It's like, don't like, be, be nice. And then, what is that? If you can't say something nice, say something devastatingly. <laughs> you know whatever that cartoon is you know cutting it's like yeah it's like either be nice or when you do have to say it you know save it for the right person and then right ah uh, 
Well, Frank, this has been so delightful. I asked more questions. Oh, no, sorry. I, was, like, oh, I, <laughs> I definitely was talking. Oh, my God. I my definitely want you to come is, back on. My favorite <laughs> color is leopard print. I'm a oh, I was going to say Paisley. <laughs> no, it's on Wednesday. What was that gay thing, Paisley on Wednesday? If you wore Paisley on Wednesdays, you're okay. But um, anyway, no, I just hope, I hope people will follow me at on all social media platforms at Frank DeCaro Show and buy, you know, go... Go buy and, a book. Buy a oh my gosh. book. Buy a Frank DeCaro book. Yes. All on my bookshelf. The drag book. Quintessential encyclopedia of drag. I added that part. It's not part of the title. Thank you. Celebrity, uh, dead celebrity cookbook. So yes. fun. Just a hoot. A boy named Phyllis. Like my favorite book title ever. And Jim Colucci's uh, Golden Girls book is like the... And I want to talk to Jim one day about... I want to have him come on and let's just talk all things golden girls well you uh, need to talk all things all in the family because his new book he did in collaboration with norman lear and it comes out in october i'm sure he'll oh, wow. do your show yeah you so know i just heard um uh interview with sally struthers on yes. um mark maron's podcast and at first i was like but it was so fascinating hearing her talk about like not just that but everything like that's a show that i don't think gets enough because I guess it's not streaming really on anything. Yeah, I, it's but he but it's so it's like my husband's name is the same type size as Norman Lear's on the book. It's <laughs> that's like, amazing. It makes me so happy. So that's yeah, so amazing. He's, uh, he's got that, and then he's working on a Love Boat book. Love Boat Forever is the one after it, and he's wow. hundreds of interviews into that. So every time you come home, it's you never know who the hell's on the squawk box, you know. <laughs> One day, Kenny was talking to Elka Summer, and I was like, Elka Summer? It's like, could you dig up Ursula Andrews? I mean, it's like, who the hell else are you going to, you know, there's always somebody that you didn't know was alive that he's talking to. And, well, uh, you know, it's I was fun. watching, um, I was watching CBS Sunday morning yesterday because I'm over 50 now. And, um, <laughs> you know, how they do the little, like, during breaks who died that week. And yeah. Jackie Mason died. And I was like, he did. But I was like, didn't that already happen? Yeah, no, I just, it bugs me. That, see, he, he lived long enough to support Trump and that bothers me. And so that's why oh, I, I didn't, I didn't post, know that. I didn't post an obit. However, it bugs me because I liked him so much. You know, he's in that category of like, it bothers me that, that you didn't see past the Charlotte mask, you know? Yeah, but, there's like a whole group yeah. of celebrity now that you have to reevaluate your feelings for based on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, or you give, but if you like them enough, you give them a pass. Especially if they're dead. You know, it's like, oh, what are you gonna do? Not gonna, not gonna vote for them in 2024. So, <laughs> you know, not gonna do any more harm. So knock yourself out. But, That's uh, true. But I do, yeah, I like, he used to tell, the joke that I love of his is he would say, people say, oh, try the sushi. It's an acquired taste. He said, are potato chips an acquired taste? No, because they taste good. You know, <laughs> I, I used to love, that joke I loved. I was like, it's true. It's true. All right. On a potato chip note, on a snack. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I adore you and I miss hearing you on the regular. And I I can't thank you enough. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. You were always one of my favorite people that would call in. And uh, hey, I didn't let them, I didn't let everybody take me out to lunch when I visited town. (laughs) Right? Thank you for taking me to lunch when I was visiting you, wherever I was And we saw, 
you and I saw Jamie Foxx in the men's room uh, together at Sirius. Oh, we, oh my God. And remember we couldn't find our measuring tape? Oh, I felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Another opportunity lost. Oh, it's terrible. My, you know, people say, what do you, you know what I miss about doing that show is peeing next to David Johansson. That's what I miss about doing radio. Oh, I wouldn't have minded that. I bet that I was fun. Him. He's funny. Too. He's too. He's a, oh. but it's just sort of like, hi, I used to, you know, I used to worship you as a child and now there's this, so. <laughs> But, also saw um, Tito Jackson um, visiting you one time in the halls. Tito. Tito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we, I, there's something where we were talking about. So I was like, Jermaine, that's not even Tito. You know, it's like, they were, we were, <laughs> is that Jermaine to your argument? No, it's not even Tito. <laughs> that's stupid. Oh, well. But you got to know stuff to get it. So That's right. See? All right, after many, after many false endings on this, we'll yes. say goodbye. Au revoir <laughs> and thank you, Mr. SW, JSW. Thank you, Frankie D. Thank you. Sh Designer Shoe Warehouse is what it comes out to, I think, with you. Yes. <laughs> anyway. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at There Once Was a Yogi. Also, I have a YouTube channel if you want to practice yoga or meditation with me. Also under There Once Was a Yogi. And be sure to follow and leave a review. Thanks.